I think something that's really important with tracking your progress is being honest too with yourself when you're not making progress or you're moving opposite to your goal. <laughs> um, because very quickly, very easily, you can create within yourself a false sense of security. Um, and then you're really just sabotaging yourself and your ultimate goal. Um, for example, and, and where I, where I kind of been thinking about this, getting, you mentioned calorie counting is, um, for a while there, I was like, you know, I'll just guess high on my calories and then it'll just, that'll be good because then I'll know I'm giving myself some sort of, some cloud, some buffer. And then when I tried super hard to be more specific, I started getting closer and closer. And then there were some days where I was like 10, 20 calories within my limit, um, but without going over. And I know that I had went over and I was like, Oh, you look, I know I did it, but I'm just not going to track it because it'll look prettier when I'm done. I know I just want, I just won't change it. And I was like, that's not how this works. Because if I, f- if I <laughs> fudge the numbers one time tomorrow, I'm going to be like, well, I wasn't honest with myself yesterday. And now today, if I go over, I don't know how much I went over. And all of a sudden the excuses are, it's super easy just to build them upon themselves and be like, well, you know, forget it. I'm done trying. I don't care anymore because it's gone wrong. So I think it's really important, like, with that first day. So once I recognized that, I was like, no, I'm going to put it all in like this. And then I'm going to recognize, you know, what did I do wrong today? Eat a full box of goldfish that I'm not going to do tomorrow. Eat a full box of goldfish. And so it's recognizing, like, where you screwed up and being okay with screwing that up. Because without screwing that up, I will know how to be better tomorrow. And so... I think recognizing failure is just as important as recognizing success. Well, and I think that's the next principle Gideon wanted to talk about was step number eight. So perfect story leads right into it. Welcome to Adults and Encrypted, the show where we break down the complex code of common conundrums into logical living. An effort to decrypt the code we call adulting. We are your hosts. I'm Roscoe, the dad. I'm Gene, the 17-year-old senior, fourth term. Woot, woot. <laughs> wow, that is a, that's a big deal, man. Fourth term, that means you're almost done. Yeah, thank goodness. And I am Ashton, and I am one of the three who has beards right now, or facial hair. I won't say beards, we'll call it facial hair. Gideon, do you not have any? No, no. Oh, okay. Shaved like two days ago. So, <laughs> I don't get it anyways, if you were wondering. But no. So, yeah, I'm Gideon. I am the host for today. The, well, we're all hosts. But I'm the main host. Something like that. You're um, in charge. You're driving the bus. Yeah. yeah. I'm almost done with the junior high. Gene's almost done with the high school. I'm almost done with the junior high. Freshman. Um, so... Yeah, this episode this week is about prioritizing life, and we actually got this. We got this from from somebody who emailed us. It's one of my friends. His name is Peyton. So hi, Peyton. Hopefully, you're listening to an episode you chose. But um, it's about prioritizing life and um, how how to do that. Awesome. So, do you have the email exactly how it was worded, or I can pull that up right now. His email says, how can I make priorities in my life? I have a hard time prioritizing events and hobbies and interests. How can I make it all mesh together and be like an adult? Nice question, Peyton. 
you know, I think that's it's going to be a very fun um, subject to explore. I think that is uh, one of the biggest struggles for those people are who are high achievers. So this is a great going to be a great episode. Looking forward to it. I feel like it's almost a subject that pretty much nobody talks about, and it really should be because <laughs> hopefully you were thinking about the question when we said it. But it's it's pretty important, and I read it and I was like. Oh boy, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little yeah. overwhelming, right? I think the first thing Ashton, because uh, when you shared with us the email, Ash and I had a difference, maybe of an opinion. It, it's aligned, but it's just a little bit different on how we see it. Ashton saw it as what originally Ashton. I don't, I don't remember the context of the conversation. Oh, I thought you said it's just a time management question. Schedule. I, I feel like, I feel like at the most simplistic level, it's time management. Obviously, there's other factors that go into it, but the main question is once you've developed, uh, or once, because to me, when I read the question, I, I, I saw it as two parts. It's defining what things you want to go after and then establishing a time management plan to be able to go after those things. Gotcha. That's how I saw it. Gotcha. Very cool. Thanks for sharing. Gene, what were you thinking when you first saw it? Well, I have to agree with Ash and I felt like it was um time management and figuring out um how to fit all the things you want and need into your life. Very cool. So I think that's why it's such a fun subject, right? Because it's pretty personal. Um what do you end up spending your time and how do you spend it and what do you accomplish? So I think this will be a good episode for all of us. Uh, you know, I, I initially thought it as just a prioritization question or conversation as well as, you know, the need. And I think you hit on that briefly, Gideon. So look forward to deep dive in Peyton's question. Yeah, like what I was thinking when I saw it, I was like, ooh, because I know that we both like to ride bikes. It's like, how do we fit in riding bikes with normal life? And like, it's almost time to get a job ish age and like how do we fit that all and how do we still do what we love even if even if we're getting busy with other stuff other school activities and whatnot so like figuring out what's top of the list what's like that list and and um, how to fit that all into a schedule and be happy with it and not just try and just try and go through so for this I kind of went looking online because I wasn't positive where to start. I looked up, like, just how to prioritize was what I what I started with. And, and that's the vein that you took the question, right, is how do you prioritize what's most important first? Yeah. Okay, cool. And I found I found a website. It's called Soul Salt. Has anybody else looked at Soul Salt? Nope. I haven't. I know. I, I haven't, haven't looked at it. Gotcha. Until until this time but it came up it was like first on google it's like 12 things to do to figure out priorities or however it was worded so i'll just go through the list if that's if that's cool and works for me do you want to go question by question or just it's totally up to you man i'm excited to talk about it i think priorities is one of those interesting um there's a Stephen Covey does a great job of putting them in quadrants. You know, there's a four quadrants of of priorities. You know, there's stuff that's no important, non urgent, but we do it anyways. Time wasters. I saw a picture of that. Yeah, you did. Cool. Yeah, I didn't put it in here. No, you're I good. 
No, and, and and I think it speaks different to different audi- audiences, right? Um, so that's totally fine. But but he basically goes through four quadrants. You know, it's urgent and it's highly important. It's urgent. It's not important. You know, or it's it's non urgent but it's still important. You know, mm-hmm. so and not urgent and not important. Correct. Yeah. Um. So the first one on their list is develop a personal leadership philosophy. Hmm. And I am not positive on what they were what they were saying there. I think it's like um, develop a personal leadership philosophy. Do Do you think that? Um, and that's the that's the fun part about reading an article, right? Do you think this was is um, soul? What did you call it? soul soul salt? Yeah. Is that is that based towards business leaders or where what's that website based towards? Any thoughts on that? Um, I did find a lot that was based towards business. Mm-hmm. When looking through, it was a lot of like, it was a lot of business goals, business stuff. I think this one was more to general public, in air quotes, um, through most of this. So I think a personal leadership philosophy is where, I think it's a fancy way of saying goals. Yep. So. That's funny. Um, I've actually met this lady Lynn Christensen who who actually is talking about this so yeah so she's a business she's a leadership expert right and does a lot of coaching on it so um, really I think what you can take this from Peyton um, is more what what is your going to be your personal philosophy right so for mine is hey, if we add value Let's do things together. When we stop adding value to each other, let's separate, right? That's kind of my high leadership look at life. But um, it doesn't mean that we're not going to come back into each other's life at some point in time. But but we're going to be very um, aware of what's going on and cautious of how we approach things. So that's cool. So come up with the personal leadership philosophy. What do you think that means, Ashton and Gene? Well... A, a little bit different train of thought. Um, I was trying to think of when a good time would be to share this idea that I had, but I guess now is a good time. Um, so for me, personal leadership philosophy, um, it sounds like it, it it's your character and your beliefs. It's, it's, it's who you are. And the thought that came to mind when um, Gideon, you announced this subject, was a quote that I read recently. Um, I was trying to remember who said it. It was either an author or a screenwriter. It was one of those two. I've seen quotes from those, both of those fairly recently. Um, but the quote, um, not verbatim, but close enough, is when you're writing a story, one of the worst things you can do is start trying to think of like um, just crazy events um, in the beginning. Um, but... The author's advice was, the first question I ask is, who is my character? You know, what do they look like? What do they act like? The next question is, what do they want more than anything? And then the third question is, what are all the different possible obstacles I could put in their way to stop them? And so for me, I've been using that a lot recently in my own creative efforts. But the thought that I had when we just barely started um, talking about this is, we might be able to take that and talk about 
it from our own personal perspective, which is like, who am I? You know, what do I look like? What do I, what do I do? Um, what do I want more than anything? And then what obstacles um, are currently in my way? Do I put them in my way? What other obstacles are getting in my way that are making it impossible for me to reach my task? Those are my kind of thoughts on that. So so for your personal leadership style is to first say, what do I want? Right? Yeah, I think, And how do I define who I am? And I, I think, yes, because one of the, one of the big lessons I've been learning recently as well is that for anything to get accomplished, you have to understand your why yep, behind it. And every every single thing we do does have a why initiated behind it. Like when Gideon started talking about this, I went to my phone and re-deleted social media um, uh, after I did it from Johan's um, episode forever ago. Went and did it right as we started talking because I was like, man, uh, just the the social media is not helping me fulfill my why. At awesome. first, at first, I was like, I, I need it to. Um, help us, you know, work on the podcast and stuff. But I've learned other tricks that help me do um, a lot of uh, the social media work pretty much behind the scenes in a matter of five minutes or less. And so um, there's a why behind using social media and it's an escape, but it doesn't align with my core why of what do I want. Um, So I don't know if that answers the question. I kind of got on a tangent, but mainly you just, you for did, me, it's that's a okay. And it's okay to go off on those tangents because you're trying to figure it out. Right. Um, Gene, any thoughts on that personal philosophy? I guess we're bleeding one and two together. Right. Cause the first one you said, come up with your, your leadership style. Right. Cause really that's what you're doing. You're leading yourself. Yeah. I mean, we're still on the first. Yeah. Which is leadership one. style. Right develop a leader a personal leadership philosophy oh philosophy not style philosophy you know i think developing a leadership philosophy i don't know um if your thing you were looking at tells you to define it into steps or or into whatever um but another piece of advice that i think is probably helpful i don't remember who said it to us might have been jason hewlett when he was here a while ago um but it's like oh no I don't remember. But anyway, it was rather than defining what you do want, define what you know you don't like. And I think yeah. applying that to it, a personal... It was Jason Hewlett. Was it? For some reason, I want to say it was um, Johnny. That's what I was thinking. Because he was developing your passion. Either way, it was one. It was something like that. But... Yeah, John, Johnny's message, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think with leadership philosophy, a big part of it is knowing what you don't want. Um, And then... And I know with... You were talking about the why as well, you know? Mm -hmm. I know when we were at least starting this podcast, I don't know if we've mentioned it on this yet, but we we had a big meeting, just decide, like, basic things if we even, like, wanted to start this. And one of them was our why. We all talked about our why. And, yeah, it's, it's... as like a group leadership philosophy almost so the second one is identify your core values so and i'm guessing that goes along with your scheduling because it's it's talking about how to do what you want to do with your core values it's like to not go into an area you don't want to is my is my take on that 
Yeah, so if you're thinking that through and you're and you're trying to figure out what you want to do, what have you identified as your core value? Hello. If you're listening to this right now, that means you're currently listening to an episode of Adulting Decrypted. And let me just say thank you. My name's Ashton, one of the hosts of Adulting Decrypted, and I wanted to steal a quick second of your time to do a shameless little plug. If you've listened to our podcast for any sort of time, you know that we talk about a bunch of different stuff all about adulting. Because our goal is to help individuals in this task we call adulting. Now, we have just revamped the way that we do this. If you go to adultingdecrypted.com, you can see all of our episodes sorted out by category. We've sorted it into financial, practical, emotional, social, and things just for fun. So... If any of those categories are of particular interest to you right now, you can go onto the website, look through there, and see all of our episodes that correlate with that specific thing. This website's completely free to use. It's just another tool for our listeners to find things that are more important to them now. So, for example, if I was looking at it, I'd scroll through and say, hey, you know what? I want to see what the Adult Encrypted crew has talked about socially. Well, one of our first episodes, season one, episode three, how do I talk to people? That's where we talked about all how to talk to people. So if that's something you want right now, you can go find that right now. Also in this one, season three, episode 15, the power of a humble mediator, where we talked to one of my old bosses about his business as a mayor, also as a small theater owner. Some really cool stuff. So if you're looking for a better way to organize through all your self-help podcasts, try adultingdecrypted.com. And enjoy the rest of the episode. Values. Have you identified any core values, Gene? I mean a little bit, but it's not a topic I've thought a lot about. Well, I mean, what's one of your core values? Obviously, you're a great student. Is that a core value? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like to get good grades, I guess, because I'm, I'm a little bit of a people pleaser. Okay. So, so your people pleaser is your core value or the, the success of, of schooling is your core value? I, I don't know. Okay. That's fair. So I think this, how, how to develop your core values, the things you step back and you look at and go, okay, what do I want to be? Just like Ashton was t- saying a little bit earlier, but it's also what am I willing to stand up for, right? So there's some core values that I stand up for, you know, at, at different times and, and on different messages, but there's certain things that are just absolutes. And then there's other things that I'm like, hmm, I haven't thought of that one through and I don't know where I stand on that. Um, because one of my core values probably is all c- continual learning. You know, I think that that's part of life is that we're always going to be able to learn and to mold and to change. So to me, that's a core value, right? And sometimes the hardest part of identifying core values are ones that contradict each other where you're going, okay, well, how can I believe in certain, um, here's a great one that used to be really hard for people to wrap their head around is religion and science because they felt like they were so different. And fundamentally different because they're saying, oh, I believe in the science, but I also believe in, in deity. And, and there's times that you have to say, okay, I have two core values, but do they complement each other? Right. 
and and do they work in sync and harmony? And sometimes that causes persons to grow and to have pain. So Peyton asking, how do I get these things done? If you know what your most important purpose is, you can find the hobbies and the, the things that will help you still feel success and find those in that process. I think one thing that I want to add to that too is often I feel like, you know, kind of how Gene, when he answered the question, he's like, I don't, I don't know. Um, and I think a lot of us feel that way. And I, I think it's very not common for someone to immediately know what their core values are. And this might be a little tidbit. This episode hasn't come out yet. Um, recently, we had a very cool guest, um, close um, friend, associate of, of mine, and really all of us we've been close with. And he's a very positive individual, and that episode's going to be amazing. Um, but he talked about how one of his things that he really tried to do is be positive and happy for people always um, because it was new that something he was good at but more importantly it was something that he learned from um, family as well um, having a strong sense of this I can either face this negatively and suffer through the whole process or I can suffer but choose positivity instead and, and make the burden less less difficult. Um, and so for him, that became one of his core values. For me, like, I know people enjoy stories, but for me, one of my things, one of my core values, I feel like, is when it comes to accomplishing a project, um, a lot of times you hear, well, it's you can't get it perfect, Sometimes you just need to call it done, um, which I agree with. But I also feel like I need to give in my absolute best effort in any project I commit that I say I'm going to do. Um, for example, I did some videos um, up at the University of Utah not too long ago um, to film and record high quality audio of instruments and, and playing to be in uh, be teaching videos for high schoolers in the state of Utah. And when I was working on those and some other videos during that same semester, um, there were times when I'm like, yeah, that's good enough. We can probably go with that. And something inside of me is like, no, that's not okay because you know how to fix that problem and you can solve it. It's like, yeah, but it's going to take time. And, and even though I may not have had the time realistically, like there was things that if I spent the extra time on this that I wasn't going to be able to get to that perhaps I wanted to I knew that I needed to put in that time simply because I could and I wanted to create the best possible product that being said I worked on a concert video later that year where there was a ton of things that went wrong and we were finally putting it together and I and I was going you know this is this is so hard finally got it all put together and it wasn't perfect. There was some things that I noticed. I was like, man, that is not as good as I would like. But I knew for a fact that at the time, given my time constraints and everything considered, it was the possible best I could do. There was no way I could do anything better than that because I didn't know the programs I was using better and the techniques behind the art. So, But I gave it everything that I possibly had. And for me, that's always been a core value is when you when you say you're going to do something or when you commit to a project, do it to the best possible of your ability and recognize when you have those limitations and when you're selling yourself short. 
Because I think in the world now, it's very easy for us to go, well, I just get stressed out when it comes to homework and, and you drop out. And while stressed out and anxiety and depression, those are all very real things, um, I know at least for myself, sometimes I use it as a personal scapegoat. Right. And that's, again, that's a very personal thing that everyone deals with. But I've had to learn that, you know, this is just something I'm trying to create an excuse or an escape, kind of like social media out of. So, yeah, I like that. Um, so the third one on their list is connect your values with your big goals. And I don't, I kind of think we've already touched on this, probably not, not a bunch, but so connect your values with your big goals. I kind of need to think about for a second. Yeah. So I think, I think what it's, it's asking you to do is to spend the time, um, towards the, your biggest goals and have them tied with your core values, right? So for one of mine is family, right? It's, it's one of my, if you look at my vision board that I go every day, it's family. Well, all of a sudden I catch myself going off in all these other distractions. I'm like, hold on, time out. It's about the family. How am I going to back up? How am I going to spend time with the family doing family stuff? You know what I mean? So you've got to make sure that your goals, you know, because if my goal is 100% to just earn money, we could sacrifice some family time if, you know, if I don't manage that, if I don't understand that, you know, I'm not saying people who make a lot of money and, and, and have that drive aren't bad. They just need to make sure that they're still spending it on what's most important to them. Right. So guys who are professional skiers, their core value is to quote unquote play. Right. So if that's truly what you know, not, I shouldn't say professional ski, ski bombs, right? Guys who are like, hey, I'm chasing the next big snowstorm. If that's their core value, then make sure you're spending time to, to coordinate it and to link it and to lock it up, right? So um, you're, you like to BMX bike, you want to be a better BMXer, then you've got to make sure that, that you sync your core value. Maybe it's hard work, maybe it's discipline, maybe it's dedication with the, that pursuit, does that make sense? It's, it's a pretty big concept for a ninth grader or even a senior to grasp. Okay. So our next point in like in the 12 of them, it's I, I'm actually not aware of what this is. I, I kind of copy and pasted most of them. I read into a couple of them, but it says create a 100 aspirations list. What's an aspiration? Does anybody know what that is? I, I don't. I don't know. Well, go for it. Oh, I was going to say what I thought, and then I looked up the dictionary definition as well because, I mean, that's I like doing that. I like defining words. Um, So aspiration is the action or process of drawing breath. Oh, wait, no, hold on. That's definition two. We want a definition (laughs) one. Um, But uh, the first definition is a hope or ambition of achieving something, and I feel like coincidentally the second definition can be good as well pretty pretty important yeah it's important you need to breathe you know what i mean but i think why it could be good is sometimes aspirations you like if you're in a place where you need these things more than you need to breathe that can be pretty good can help your dedication level so there you go but an aspiration is just our hope or an ambition something that you want to accomplish so i'm guessing just from the definition that the 100 aspirations is 100 
aspirations. So. <laughs> <laughs> it can be like a bucket list, right? I mean, people call it a bucket list. Yeah. It's pretty common. You know, you write down your top 100 things that you want to do, you want to accomplish in life. Um, I think it's just the author's way of getting you to think a little bit different, to open up your mindset to say, what do I really want? Yeah, and it, it perfectly fits into into this because we're trying to figure out what to prioritize and how to make our schedules, and that would really help with that, knowing what you want to do. And I think her next point is pretty powerful because it's not just about a schedule. It's, it's deeper than that. So yeah, so top 100 aspirations. Does anybody have a list, such list that they've... So yeah, that's why I've, I think it's... it's I've, a... I've made them Good. before. I don't, I don't have a, a present one that I look at. Good. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's very valuable. Yeah, you know, I've got a... I, I, you know, I don't know that it's a part of my morning ritual. You know, I've got a thing that I look at and say, okay, am I aligned with where I still want to be going? Right, so I don't know that it's a top 100 because 100 is pretty big. I'd say if you don't have any, do like a top five. You know, what are five things that I want to do? And it could be pretty basic. You know, hey, I want to uh, grow out my hair to be longer than my shoulders. You know, I want to be able to X, Y, Z, whatever that is. Um, pretty basic to start, and then it can get more broad. And, and some things are way futuristic, right? So I want a beach house. And I want a mountain house. I got half of one. I got a little small mountain house. It's a mountain house. Yeah, like mountain house cookies. Mountain shed. I feel Keebler like... else could live in it. No, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, with the aspiration, sometimes we try and think about it too hard. Just like you were saying, Dad. And for me, I feel like sometimes those aspirations just come like when you're driving in the car. You're sitting. You're looking around. You're like, Ah, oh, that'd be really cool. Like that, that'd be fun to do. I do that all the time when I'm listening to music. I'm like, oh, that'd be fun to. God, I really would that. like to have my car go without having a loud noise in the blower and the AC, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it might have been an aspiration, then you can check it off. Right, it was but, an but aspiration, that's, and now I can breathe easy in my car. Yeah, that's my point. Is <laughs> is sometimes I think we make them these big, uh, you know, but but they can be little, you know, they don't have to be huge. Like one for you, Gideon, could be to get that red truck running. Um, I think aspirations is a pretty big word, though. But really, just what are what's a bucket list? Throw yeah. up some items on a bucket list. Yeah. Cool. So the fifth point that they have, just to keep it in number order. Yep. Last one's four. This one's five. It's almost oh. like it's numerically. Yeah. In um, order. Almost. Almost. Yeah. Crazy. So um, it says develop daily habits to achieve goals, and this one is it's pretty pretty important because it says. Before this, look at your big goals. Look at what you want to do with your life and all this stuff, bucket list, whatever. And then this one is like, okay, what's the little stuff you can do to get there? What are these little habits that you can create, little things that you almost do without thinking that can get you to those bigger goals? So I have a question for the team real quick. Are our daily results based on the habits that we create So is what we accomplish based off of the habits that we do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um yes, of course. Like there's there's nothing there's nothing that we do in our daily life that doesn't matter. Like I'm I I I believe that and I'm and I'm terrible at living that principle, but there's nothing that we do on a daily basis that's not relevant. 
I feel like most of us are terrible at living that principle. <laughs> to be completely honest, um, procrastination is real. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think uh, that's that's it. I mean, so so habit creating the habit is super important. I guess it's super important. Is that a word? Is that a proper use of that, Gene? Yes. Just like I say, school's important, but skiing's important, or that is not correct. That's no, not it's totally correct. Totally. Yeah, yeah su- super important is a Okay, so so sentence. that's why I think she's saying set those habits that help us reach our aspirations, right? So Ashton, you just deleted social media. Mm-hmm. Because why? It, it started to become a habit to check it for non-adulting decrypted time. Would that be fair? Um, I mean, among other things, the uh, the original excuse why I got it was so I could start to monitor more adulting decrypted and do more posting in that way. And for your other business as well, right? For A studios and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But since then, I've learned how to do stuff like that on my computer, and then Facebook just developed into another distraction instagram developed into another distraction that's awesome thanks for sharing that's a big that's big what other yeah so i think what what the point is is if you set up the daily habits because i think we think of the habits as being good or bad and i guess my point in saying is some habits are just created they're not good or bad they're just things we do does that make sense? I think we get real wound up as saying, is this a good habit or a bad habit? And some habits are just habits. But then you look at the long-term consequences and you could say, oh, there's some bad in this one. You know, so there's some good in this one. So how do we make them even better or, and, or mi- mitigate the risk? Right. And and we, we have tons of those different habits and some we won't recognize and some we will. And I think a lot of times a big source of anxiety for people when they're starting to try and better themselves or they realize that something's wrong in their life and they don't know what to fix um a big source of that anxiety is looking at everything all at the same time and so like while we are going to eventually want to change those things into productive habits i think it's important to stay focused on the one and i think that's why it's so interesting i can't remember what's the lady's name that that set these all these points up you said it earlier i forgot Uh, lane lane um, or Lynn, I'm sorry, Lynn. Lynn. I don't know I Lynn. Yeah, so I think a very interesting way that Lynn has set these points up is um, she established the core values first um, because our daily actions are dependent on what we in believe our core values to be, subconscious or otherwise. So what I mean by that is... I subconsciously believed that I was just unhealthy, just always, and so therefore I lived unhealthy, and then recently I was trying to learn how to be more healthy by doing something as simple as counting calories, and the core belief there for me was that I can change the situation in which I'm currently living. Um, Now, if I had not tried to recognize that core value, um, I don't believe that I would have been able to change the habit of eating less. That being said, I still ate like half a box of goldfish yesterday. And I was like, this is bad. I need to go work out. Um, so it doesn't get perfect. However, I have been able to go 40 days while paying attention to this thing that I have not once thought of for over 20 years. That's so, awesome. 
to your that's a great point and, and i love where you went with that is that that it was you had to recognize the danger of that habit the, the little habits because it's a bunch of little habits sure but i think the most important point is recognizing what the core belief of yourself actually is rather than the rather than focusing on the habits first i think her step lynn's steps are in order for a reason yep there's the core belief and then you start to define those habits so, so yeah. really if you if you made your 100 aspirations you could really go through and do that for for each one of these to create the different habit you'd say okay healthier lifestyle is a core desire right mm-hmm. uh, or aspiration and then you say okay how do i link the rest of these to that value uh, I, powerful ashton yeah uh, but i i threw I, the audience couldn't see but i threw my hands up because the light came on for me i'm like oh okay i get what you're saying now right and i and i appreciate where you're coming from so i think that's a very simple one i think this is a good challenge i like it so Peyton, I hope that's helping a little bit on that. What else do we have? So our sixth one is manage commitments. Okay, this one. Can I talk on this one for a second? Do, what kind of commitments do we have in our lives? Ashton, you've got like six that you're actively managing, um, maybe more. But you just finished a, a a project for one of your clients, right? Mm-hmm. So another commitment, right? So. I think sometimes managing your commitment, I like to say yes. Gene and I share something in common. You said it earlier. What are you? You said you tend to be a... I tend to be a people pleaser. Yeah. Person pleaser. Yeah. Yeah. So so I I struggle. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever pleases you, Dad. Whatever puts a smile on your face, I'm going to say. But but the reality of it is is that we, um, as people pleasers, as Gene would say, which I liked, um, tend to say yes. And the problem with saying yes to everything, what happens? You get overcrowded, for sure. You can get overcrowded. You don't deliver what Ashton was talking about earlier, your best self, right? If he commits to too many of these projects, he's going to be delivering some of them half finished. If we overcommit, you know, we tend to hit burnout, anxiety, frustration, stress, tiredness, boredom, you know, all these (laughs) things come up. So... I was visiting with a good... Well, you guys all met Eric Oroka. We had him in as a, as a guest to talk about our appearance and dress. And one thing he said is if you say yes to the wrong opportunity, to the wrong opportunity, it takes the right opportunity's chance away from you because you don't even have time to see it. So be really careful what you commit to. Yeah. I, and, and, oh, go ahead, Gideon. I was, so I was looking at a whole bunch of different websites when I was, when I was going through this, seeing what kind of matched up and whatnot. And, and one of them, it doesn't say on these on these twelve, but one of them said, um, "Learn to say no." And that's pretty much exactly what you're talking about. Is you need to learn how to manage what you're doing, how to make sure you don't go, you don't over overcrowd yourself. Yeah, I love it. I think manage commitments is huge, and I, I'm probably one of the worst at it. I'm going to tell you yes nine times out of ten when I probably should say hey that's cool and I hope you do well at it right because then I didn't promise to do anything you know I'm not obligated to do anything I don't feel bad about not doing it but if I would look at everything and say is that my core value yes or no and if yes then does it hit high enough on my ranking yes or no is that fair yeah does it fit into my core values does it fit into my aspiration list you know, wow. um, because those those 
like hanging out with friends can still fit within your core values. You want like maybe one of your core values is having good relationships. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's very easy to oversell yourself if you don't try and filter everything. But to your point, if you have another commitment, you might say, Hey friend, right. I've got to finish. Um, I, I I've committed to go ride my bike daily so I can become better at it. Can you come with me and do that? Right. So it's not even saying no necessarily all the time. Sometimes it's realigning the activity. So that's awesome. Yeah. So I think we're on seven, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So the seventh one, I know Ashton has talked about this with his calories, at least to us personally. I don't know if on the podcast, but it says reflect on progress on. Yeah. Reflect on progress. So after you've gone and you've you've looked at all of these things you've looked at your daily habits you've you've tried to change at least at least a little and now you go back and you see see if anything is if anything's better or if anything is worse just reflection on previous yes yeah i think reflecting on progress is important um you know going along with like dave ramsey's principles when he's talking people to get out of debt he doesn't go for the the highest interest rate he doesn't go after the math he goes after progress so dave would say hey go get your smallest debt and get it paid off because he wants you to focus on progress you know because you can see it so that would be my challenge to you guys if you have an aspiration that you're trying to get done do a little step um towards one of your goals and then you're able to check it off and say look i made progress but it doesn't mean that it's all of a sudden easy now for the rest of them However, that should build up your confidence a little. I think something that's really important with tracking your progress is being honest, too, with yourself when you're not making progress or you're moving opposite to your goal. (laughs) Um, Because very quickly, very easily, you can create within yourself a false sense of security. um, And then you're really just sabotaging yourself and your ultimate goal. Um, For example, and and where where I kind of been thinking about this, Gideon, you mentioned calorie counting is um for a while there i was like you know i'll just guess high on my calories and then it'll just that'll be good because then i'll know i'm giving myself some sort of some cloud some buffer and then when i tried super hard to be more specific i started getting closer and closer and then there were some days where i was like 10 20 calories within my limit um but without going over and i know that i had went over and i was like Oh, look, I know I did it, but I'm just not going to track it because it'll look prettier when I'm done. I know I just want I just won't change it. And I was like, that's not how this works, because if I if I (laughs) fudge the numbers one time tomorrow, I'm going to be like, well, I wasn't honest with myself yesterday. And now today, if I go over, I don't know how much I went over. And all of a sudden, the excuses are it's super easy just to build them upon themselves and be like, well, you know, forget it. I'm done trying. I don't care anymore because it's gone wrong. So I think it's really important, like, with that first day. So once I recognized that, I was like, no, I'm going to put it all in like this. And then I'm going to recognize, you know, what did I do wrong today? Eat a full box of goldfish that I'm not going to do tomorrow. Eat a full box of goldfish. And so it's recognizing, like, where you screwed up and being okay with screwing that up. Because without screwing that up, I won't know how to be better tomorrow. And so... I think recognizing failure is just as important as recognizing success. Well, and I think that's the next principle Gideon wanted to talk about was step number eight. So perfect story leads right into it. 
Yeah, so step number eight on this is allow obstacles to make you, not break you. And I think you you perfectly went over that one. As in, like, this obstacle is not going to help me quit. It's I'm not going to let this build on itself and, and push me down. I'm going to help it help me get better. I'm going to count calories honestly so it doesn't break me apart, you know. So... Henry Ford once said that the obstacles are the pesky things you see when you take your eye off the goal. Or at least he's credited to saying that. Right. <laughs> Whenever I read these things, Mark Twain said a lot of famous stuff, and I'm going, sure, maybe, maybe. But anyways, so I think you're. I think we've hit that point home. Anything else we need to add to that? Okay, so our ninth one, our ninth step, it's stay consistent. And it pretty much goes hand in hand with the eighth step and what Ashton was saying. And like, you know, and I think that's why she she started. And I believe we apologize if we accredited the wrong person, but but <laughs> but the habits, right? Um, that's why they use the word habits, not just tasks, um, because they need to be consistent. And it and I think the sooner you stop doing something, the harder it is to restart sometimes unless if it's something that you don't want to do then it seems like it's really easy I'm not going to watch TV for a week but then all of a sudden you start watching it and the next thing you know you're watching 10, 10 hours a day and you're like oh wait more than you were before sometimes <laughs> yeah almost yeah I know if like budgets some story or whatever this dude was he was making budgets he was but he made it way too tight yep. like he wasn't giving any money back to himself like to right. to use or anything he did that for a couple months and he's like ah getting all stressed and stuff and so he went out and spent a whole bunch of money that he didn't have and if he had just if he had just given himself that little bit so staying consistent was that step i can't remember why i thought of this but i think the another reason behind why it's called habits instead of tasks is I, I think of work, like going to work every day requires a certain level of, okay, I got to just get this over with. Like I, I have got to do this. And for some reason, when I'm at work and I'm doing the no- same task I've done every day, I feel like I'm checking the clock or trying to push myself to get done with my tasks faster so the time moves faster. And it, it seems like a challenge and an uphill battle. But when I get to do something unique, they're like, oh, hey, we have this different thing for you to go do. Do you want to just go do it? time flies and it just because it's something new it's something different um and so I feel like habits by nature are difficult where the idea of tasks or a one and done is a little bit more exciting rather than rather than a difficult challenge so I feel like habits require a level of discipline to create positive habits whereas if you're saying, oh, I'm just going to do this task, you're like, okay, I'm going to spend this hour on it. And if you do that hour, then that's hour and you're good. But making a day-to-day life choice and a life difference requires a certain level of upheaval. Yep, I like it. Okay, so our 10th step is recognize when it's time to pause. And with with these big goals and aspirations, I'm not exactly sure what it means because I feel like you should always be pushing to be better. Um, does anybody have explanations for that one? 
you know, as the adult in the room, I think I think so. Here's here's an, a real example from us as a family. We um, were really driven to pay off the house, right? Does anybody remember what we were using to to give ourselves a visual reminder of paying off the house? Pennies. Yeah, stacks of pennies that were all taped together. Yep, stacks of pennies taped together in, in increments of 10 representing $10,000, right? And so there was this huge stack of pennies, and then we saw it drop and drop. Well, we were down to about three stacks of, of these pennies, so $30,000, and that's our big goal, right? I mean, that we agreed on it. Gene, do you remember being part of those conversations of paying off the house and, and all that kind of stuff? A little bit, but I doubt I understood it at the time. That's fair. It was a big goal, right? And there was a lot going on. Well, we were close, and an opportunity came up for us to go back east. Do you guys remember that family trip of, of going across the country? How yeah. many miles was it? Does anybody remember? 22K. Is that really what it was? I feel like it was 22 days, 22 states. Yep. But then it was like 28,000 miles. Nope, it was 6,218 miles. We were but you were right. 22 off. days, we were gone. 21 different states, a different country. Mm-hmm. We had this opportunity come up, and I go, wait a second. What's more important, paying off the house or going to spend this big chunk of time with my family? Which one won? Well, we went on a vacation. (laughs) We went on a killer vacation. And the cool part was, you guys, we still set a budget and we still hit the goal of how much we wanted to spend. You know, did you guys miss out on anything you wanted to see? Well, maybe the, what was that statue you guys wanted to see in Liberty Park? It was me. It was my fourth grade teacher. She's like, if you're ever in where New York Park. Yeah, Central Park. Central Park. It's like, whenever you're here, go see this statue of, like, this Alaskan toe dog or something. It's like, you need to go see this. <laughs> what was that like, dog's name? I guess name? I'm going to need to see it. Like, Togo or something? No, that's, like, Disney show. It was something else. No, I don't remember. But it doesn't really matter. It's Hidalgo, I think, is the dog's name. Because he saved Alaska, right? So there's this big statue. That might be the only thing we didn't see, and it was only because they closed down the park. But we we, there was this it. massive parade that we got stuck in. So, <laughs> but and we saw it from a distance, and that didn't cost any money. But we did everything that cost money on that trip, right? Because we didn't we didn't limit ourselves. Ashton got to go see the Blue Man Group. You got to go to the top of the Empire State. It was Empire State Building because of Percy yeah. Jackson, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Were you able to see where Thor came down? Not no, Thor, wrong, wrong. Oh well, wrong gods. Yeah, right gods, wasn't it? No, wrong, wrong mythology. Gods. Oh. Okay. Percy Jackson is Greek. Uh, that Thor is Norse. Oh, okay. So, so anyways, so so you got to go do all these fun things on our vacation, right? And it was amazing, and it was something we could never recreate. We paused one goal for the bigger goal of it's about family. Does that make sense? So yeah. I don't think she's saying like you. We still knew what the goal was. We came home. There were still three stacks of pennies on the the counter. We still finished paying off the house in six months or eight months, whatever it was later. So that's what that's what it's talking about. It doesn't mean take your eye off and say, oh, I don't care anymore, I throw up my hands, but no one to just kind of stop. And then there's some goals, aspirations that you look at and go, yeah, it doesn't align with my new core values, right? Because I hope that your core values at 15 and your core values at 18, your core values at 23, you know, I think they're just going to continue to change and morph and develop as you develop as people. Does that make sense? Did that help you? 
I think that takes it back to our our conversation earlier about core values when when I was saying I think they're always difficult because um and I would agree with what you said that they're not as you get older they solidify and I think that's because when you're young it's hard to grasp the concept because it's new but as you get older you start to have experiences that teach you things you do and don't want and, and that's the Johnny episode right you've got this big bucket right now that you can just take it all in and you go oh I like this I don't need this I like this right mm-hmm. that's awesome Ash that's a great observation but then we become like a funnel. <laughs> the older you get, the smaller you can, you know, so because I can't go out and do everything again. Do I want to go become, do I want to go travel around the country in a van? Sounds like a freaking right, Gideon. I'll go join you. Oh, but wait, I've got a wife, some kids that rely on me. You know, there's some, there's some other decisions I've made that I'm, I'm glad I made them because they align with my core value of what I think is important still. But I still want to do that. <laughs> You know, so we still might. Don't tell mom. Shh. We've got a couple of weeks till she listens to the episode. Maybe okay. she'll come with us. Are Maybe. you going to let mom and dad come with you on van life? There's no space for other people in van life. <laughs> That's a no. That's a hard no. <laughs> it's maybe me and a dog. That's pretty much it. Okay, so. Maybe a dog. Maybe a cat. You're more of a cat person. Oh, no. Go ahead. That's okay. So the 11th one is your priorities versus their priorities. Ooh. And I like that one because I know at least I felt like my judgment's been clouded with other what other people want of me, like the cookie-cutter shape. And I think that's what I would what people would call it. But just recognizing what you actually want, not what other people want. Gene is our people pleaser. Because I, I do like that point. Do you feel like we push you down some paths that you maybe don't want to go? Well, sometimes, yeah, where you can be like... Oh, like you can like influence someone's decision just by asking a question differently. I talked about this in like a psychology class when we were talking about how faulty memory is because you can be like, you you can get two different answers from watching a simple video by just changing the question like, hey, how fast were the cars going when they hit each other? Or how fast were the cars going when they smashed into each other? You're going to get two different answers because of just leading questions and it you're everyone will always influence you so you just got to be able to recognize when it's happening so did the cop i'm sorry this is random but did the cop influence you do you think when he asked you why you're going so fast <laughs> yeah probably yeah because gene probably was like I, I like before he wasn't thinking oh i'm speeding like this is fun but as soon as the cop was like why were you going so fast he's like i uh, now he had to come up with a reason for something he wasn't even thinking about you know what i mean like yeah. you'd agree with that yeah wow. Psychology. Yeah, I think that's important to think about is what is ours and not others, right? I, mean, and I think sometimes you have to sit back and think about that. Totally. Not while you're rushing through stuff. You got you to gotta take a break or whatever, your daily yeah. morning ritual, and you just sit there and you're like, am I doing what I want to do or am I doing something that somebody else wants me to do? And go I, back to step 10. Recognize when to pause. <laughs> right. And, yeah. yeah, go back to step, what was it, two with core values too. You know, it, it just, it's a flow chart. So, so can I ask you a question? Is it, is it ever okay to do something that somebody else wants you to do? Of, of course. I mean, yeah. because like, for example, one of the other core values of yours could be, you know, reach out like help friends when they need it like one core value that i've tried to define recently is like when a friend calls and is like hey you know what i need some help like 
I'm going to do everything in my power to stop what I'm doing and help that friend because I feel like that's something that's very important to me and I know when people have done that for me I've appreciated it so I want to do that for others and so I feel like that can align with your your core values um sorry I had something else so one core value can cross over the other right so if I'm about adding value and a good friend calls me I might drop something that I'm doing and go help them Right. But to the the author's point on this is you got to be real careful that you know, hey, I'm stepping off my core path or my habit path to go help. Just make sure you get back. Is that fair? Yeah. Because I think that's what's really being said here is to make sure that when you set your big priorities and your big aspirations, that you're doing it for you. Mm-hmm. goes back to the old joke. I don't know that it's a joke. I think it's kind of true. There's two type of college students. One that goes to college because their parents did. And another group of college students that go to college because their parents didn't go. You know, there's really, there. you know, that's why you need to define why you're going to college. Sabrina said it best when she said, well, Dad, I want to become a special education teacher. And the only way I can do it is because of college. Right. Does that make sense? So I think that's very mature to step back and say, wait, I'm neither of those. I've chosen a path. So Yeah. yeah. And one thing that I just wanted to add super quick is, is if... If you were struggling with um, fulfilling someone else's dreams, I guess, because so social media or we live in a world that's entirely based upon how you show who you are to others. Like everything you look at is someone saying, look at me, I did this. And 90% of that content is something that someone else did first. Like I love memes as much as the next guy. But sometimes it gets a bit obnoxious when you see the same thing 50 times in a row and everyone's just doing what the first person did over and over and over again. So we live in a culture where someone says, I want to show these other people that I'm like them. They'll accept me and they'll upvote me or whatever. And that then all of a sudden you're ignoring your core values and you're then trying to become one with someone else's you assimilate yeah you assimilate into someone else's reality so my my little i guess thing i would think about there is is check out johan's episode on social media because his 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 was an interesting jump between following his girlfriend in the social media culture and then jumping out of that that was a really cool story thank you a good callback yeah so the last one the last of the 12 and last of probably this episode I had questions written down that I was like ooh I don't know if this will last time and I we it's not because I don't want to ask the questions it's just already cleared up yep we covered a lot of them I noticed that as well so the 12th the 12th step is develop your mental focus so staying with all of these steps yeah, I think uh, focus, you know, we've talked a lot about that as a, as a family. Gene's got a great video with, that he stars in on focus. Mm-hmm. He's the ping, a ping pong ninja. Ping, we need to put that on. <laughs> we need to link that um, because it, it's true. When you focus on something, you end up accomplishing it. So what was the exact verbiage? Develop your mental focus. So I, I think that's the one that's the lifelong pursuit because you get so yeah. many distractions. 
so developing it don't it doesn't say be perfect at it. it doesn't say be the only focus it says develop your focus so that's a fun episode Gideon I I think that answered the questions you know I think that there's a lot of opportunity there to grow and to learn if I could add one thing to focus um I feel like as well as developing your mental focus it's also important to develop some triggers that activate your mental focus state mm-hmm. um, because yeah. we, we we live in a busy world and when we want to sit down we want to sit down and take a break um, but when I um, was up practicing at school learning music um, a lot of times you go up into the practice room and for me like when I start practicing and I really want to get into it I take my shoes off because I feel a little bit more connected, a little bit more relaxed, and it lets me focus. I don't know why, but that's kind of what it is. And I know in other people, when they're trying to get ready for a performance, say it's that week, they've been doing all the practicing that they need to, and they just want to be set for that performance, they put their nice shoes on, their performance shoes on, because then it then puts them in that environment of this is where I'm going to focus. And I know recently for me, like when I've been working at my computer, in order to stay focused on the tasks that I want to do, I plug in my phone out of my reach because then that signals to me look the phone is away I am now focused on this task that I'm doing so there's these little triggers that you can do to help develop your mental focus state yeah I love it I think that's a great call out and a great reminder we've got a great guest coming to talk to us on that um, in the next week or two about creating the proper habits so that'll be fun Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Adult and Decrypted. We really enjoyed having this week's conversation, and we hope you did as well. If you ever want to comment on our topics, you can send us a message to our website, adultingdecrypted.com, our email, adultingdecrypted at gmail.com, or through our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts at adultingdecrypted. If you have any topics for the show that you would like us to talk about, or if you are a parent and want us to talk about something your kids should know, send us a message on any of the accounts mentioned. If you'd like to be a guest or have an idea for someone you think we should have on our show, feel free to send us an email detailing your thoughts to adultingdecrypted at gmail.com. Adulting is teamwork. We have merch. If you want to show off your Adulting Decrypted pride, check out our website, adultingdecrypted.com, or our partner website with shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash adulting-decrypted. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at Adulting Decrypted. Along with the benefits that come with our Patreon, and trust us, there are some pretty good ones in there, you will not only be helping us continue in the effort to make great content, but you will be part of a community of individuals all trying their best to adult. We appreciate you listening, enjoying, and leaving your positive reviews. Now, the special song from Gene and Gideon. Like an adult Prioritizing for the very first time Like an adult Finding my morals And sticking to them Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Adult and Decrypted We really enjoyed having this week's conversation And we hope you did as well if you ever want to comment on our topics, you can send us a message to our website, adultingdecrypted.com, our email, adultingdecrypted at gmail.com, or through our Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn accounts at adultingdecrypted.
If you have any topics for the show that you would like us to talk about, or if you are a parent and want us to talk about something your kids should know, send us a message on any of the accounts mentioned. If you would like to be a guest or have an idea for someone you think we should have on our show, feel free to send us an email detailing your thoughts to adultingdecrypted at gmail.com. Adulting is teamwork. We have merch! If you want to show off your Adulting Decrypted pride, check out our website, adultingdecrypted.com, or our partner website with shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash adulting dash decrypted. Lastly, if you enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us on our Patreon at Adulting Decrypted. Along with the benefits that come with our Patreon, and trust us, there are some pretty good ones in there, you will not only be helping us continue in the effort to make great content, but you will be part of a community of individuals all trying their best to adult. We appreciate you listening, enjoying, and leaving your positive reviews. Now, the special song from Gene and Gideon. <laughs>